This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in the 2020s. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. On this episode of The Great Equalizer, Sam is back and she brought Pixie. Charlene is on step one of her 12-step recovery program. And we're talking about what we're binging with another episode about what we're feasting our eyeballs on via all the streaming channels that we can sink our teeth into. Yeah, boy. Hello. It's just you and me. Just the two of us. Carry on. Okay. I love it when you sing. I need to stop singing on we this podcast. It's it cringe. No, why? I love it. Everybody loves it when you sing on this podcast. Really? Charlie. Only us here in the studio. Everybody. Yes. Okay. It's been a crazy couple of months. It has been. It has. It's, we are in May. We're pushing June. And we've been talking... Like, Outside of this podcast, things have been hectic, mm. but we've also been talking about pretty like, you know, really getting stuck into the parenting of parenting. Yes, yes, like some it's some. Yes, there's been some serious discussions. I've seen my face on some of like the reels we've cut, mm. and it's like like I'm like deep in thought, looking and I, at our guests, and like, I furrow my brow just mm. like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Today I think we're gonna we're gonna take it down a notch. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, let's I mean let's do a recap. Um we started off with our back to school episode with Dr. Jenny Rose. Yes. The beautiful Dr. Jenny Rose, who forever has amazing insight into how we can parent because she's in it herself with uh, three little ones, eight and under. Mm. And um yeah, so I I really like cannot recommend that episode enough. How has have your kids eased back into school? Yeah. Since we, since we recorded that episode. Yeah. I think, look, a lot from that episode helped me just to like, it was kind of like a sanity saver for me. Mm-hmm. Just heading into a new school year with Josh in grade one. And, you know, it was big changes for us as a family. So it did help. I think they've eased in quite well. Um, Josh is really excelling and loving his new school. And he's... He's happy where he is and he's having fun. Um, Jessie is, all things considered, also doing well. She still she still battles school anxiety and saying goodbye to me and worried that I'm not going to pick her up in time. And so we still have tears. And But she enjoys school. She, she likes it. When she's there, she likes it. She's not great at making friends, even though when I pick her up, Everybody faffs about her. Bye, Jessie. Hi, Jessie. She she could not be bothered. She is like she. She's a loner. She's, she's a like loner, but only. in a good way. Like maybe we need another word for it. She enjoys her own company, and that's okay. Yes, that's true. But she also it also bothers her when kids like she is standoffish. And then she's surprised when kids are like, okay, we're just going to go play over here because now she's ready for them to play with her. Mm. But they're like used to her being standoffish. Mm. 
So, you know, I don't know. They're adjusting well. I think they're doing fine, all things considered. And yours? Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. The, all our content that we did helped tremendously with Elijah's school transition. So back to school, diverse friendships. Mm. Um, we spoke with Joey Dlamini. Um, Naledi McQuenna spoke about bullying. What was What I keep coming back to is what she said about bullying. Is it r- recurring? Mm. Or is it a once-off? You cannot label a kid bully if they were mean to your kid once. You exactly, know? yeah. Elijah's one uh, pinky nails coming off because <laughs> a kid slammed his finger into Ooh. the gate. Elijah tells me, you can literally see the dent in his nail bed. I think his nail bed is Will be damaged. damaged. Yeah. Mm. It's really bad. And I can label that kid a bully, but thank, thanks to our discussion, I was like... You know, and I and I managed to ask Elijah what's what happened, and his words were, "We were all just buggering around with the gate, mom." <laughs> okay, so you know it wasn't Jack's fault. Yes, fault. Like, yeah, I was just really angry with him on the day. He says, but he said sorry, and I said it's too late now, <laughs> and and but it really is actually okay, mom. Yeah. So. It's so important how we handle situations. I could still make an enemy out of little Jack who slammed my darling's yes, finger in the gate. special snowflake. But they were all buggering around with the gate. And yes. So, and what if it was your kid that slammed someone else's kid? What if your kids labeled the bully for yeah. making an honest mistake? So our discussions have let me kind of take my foot off the gas and look at things more holistically. Um, Claire M's talking about kindness and and being a good girl, and I'm like that was very just insightful as well. So we've had some really great content that's helped me in this transition because it really was a transition for me as well to mm. have Elijah at a, a new school and to be managing that, and then also to realize that no one needed me. Um, so yeah, but I have to say, and this is this is going to lead into my. Me, mm-hmm. where I'm at. I'm back. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm back. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because I, I brought Bixie. You can see. <laughs> I was this. Bixie's a little flat now. Okay. Is this, hi, Bixie. I'm so pleased to meet you. <laughs> I'm so pleased to make your acquaintance. <laughs> I'm feeling fab. I'm Bixie is fire. I like yeah, her. Bixie should have worn red lipstick today. <laughs> Why the fuck did I not do that? <laughs> yeah, I should have really brought it all. Oh my god, that is Bixie. It looks great. Let's put Bixie back. Now it's for nothing. A second, like nothing compares to like just a little bit of TLC and exactly. pampering to so, one's appearance. So those listening. Instead of watching, yes, Bixie's my new haircut. I went back to my blonder roots, my f- fake blonder roots, <laughs> the ones I was born with. Okay, yes, um, they're not fake. You you originated with them. I they did. just kind of went somewhere I just bring along them the line. Back every now and then, um, I, yo, I can't say I let myself go because I also don't want it to be a reflection on like other moms who make different decisions about their bodies. But I hadn't cut my hair. In a very long time. I kept telling you and Tyler that I'm coming back to the studio looking like Lassie. <laughs> a wet dog. Like a wet dog look with this like, <laughs> just felt so gross. My eyebrows hadn't been plucked in I don't know how long. Like I just went through this period where I 
could not find the time to set aside for myself. My nails are still not dead. Excuse the dirt under Your them, nails always anyway, look tidy. No, yeah, anyways, I just, I, my nails are kept short. I like I like to have some color on them. I've given them a bit of a break. It's all also so expensive. Like, mm. But we're not going to talk about the economy, okay? We're not going to talk about the economy. We're going to talk about me and Bixie. Bixie, you know why it's called Bixie? I'm curious. Um, It's like a, it's a type of like shag hairdo that's on trend now with the 70s coming back. So it's like... A mix between a pixie cut and a bob. Pixie. Okay. Pixie. I gotcha. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I'm, I, I'm I'm saying I'm bringing Pixie back because that's literally the, the style that I've cut my hair in. But my hair finally got cut and I had to take a day off, which means like no work, no pay. But it's made a difference to my soul. Yeah. You know, it's I had to think... When last I did it was it was ages ago. That mm. just in cutting your hand for for some for anybody else it would be different. You know what I'm saying. I was just gonna say it could be it's that one thing that you do. It's like a very selfish thing. Like yeah. selfish, I feel is like a negative word, but it's something that you do just for you. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't typically. It's not an enjoyable experience for me. A lot of my friends are like, "Oh, I love the head massages at the salon," did and I'm just like, normally, I'm um, I'm like, no. It's taking too long. And I'm touched out, so yeah, quit with the touching. <laughs> um, but I just actually, I didn't even take work with. I normally have my laptop there, so if I need to put color in my hair, then I make sure I do work, blah, blah, blah. I didn't. I, like, really took the day off and... Sat there and just had your hair done. Yeah, I arrived to fetch Elijah, and he looked at me with this. He, lo- he went like this. Sam, oh, you uh, look beautiful, and your eyebrows are stunning. Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing! I was like, "Thanks, boy." Noah looked at me like I was, you know, a second-rate citizen. I don't, <laughs> like, he was not impressed. <laughs> I interrupted his late afternoon cocoa melon binge sesh, sesh at um at crash. <laughs> he was like, he was sitting like this. And he's like checking me out. He's like, is this difference with this woman? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Carried on looking at the screen. His teacher had put Coco Melon on her phone. Don't rat her out. It was late. <laughs> it's all good. He was sitting like all chill. And he's like, mom, I'm not done yet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hello to you too, Noah. <laughs> oh my God. These siblings, these second kids. They're oh so my God. Funny. Anyway, so it's fine. I didn't need Noah's validation because I, I feel good in my heart. Exactly. I'm so, comfortable with myself yeah, in my own skin. You appear not to be, Charlene. You're trying to fix yourself with step one of 12. What's, <laughs> oh my God. What's happening? Okay. I, can, I know a number of things that you're addicted to, but... um. <laughs> Enlighten me. <laughs> so, okay, so I thought in light of our um, discussion, the topic of discussion today, I just have to share this anecdote and it, at the risk of making it a very long story. As so you, this is a podcast after all. <laughs> <laughs> as you are well aware, I have some challenges with binging things okay so and it I, it's always something different like when it was my youth it was smoking and alcohol <laughs> and now since I've grown older it it's mostly 
food, I would say, and then like my guilty pleasures, which is watching programs. But I've had to just come to terms with the fact that I have, and not to make light of like addiction, which is a serious issue, but I do feel like I have an addiction to food. I, I, I can't, there's, I'm either on or all the way off. There's like no like slowly pumping the gas. It's like balls to the wall for me or nothing, you know. And I I wish I could just have more balance when it comes to these things. She's an Aries, folks. (laughs) Aries behavior through and through. Carry on. I can't help but asking myself, Shalene, why are you like this? (laughs) Why are you like this? So... On 94.7, I, on the morning, in the mornings, I listen to Anelia in the club on the drive. It's like, I love it. Telling her to listen to podcasts. I know. I was, I knew you were going to say this. I knew you were going to say this. I mean, we love radio. Don't get us wrong. But podcasting is where it's at, right? I don't listen to any other radio. I listen to Anelia in the club in the morning. They make me laugh. They are entertaining. They have really funny topics. The shit people say when they phone in, it's entertaining. (laughs) Yes, I've phoned in several times (laughs) and actually managed to get on the air, which is very entertaining to myself. (laughs) Not that you're you're not on you're not on air. You know, well, I actually—that's funny because I very seldomly get. I suppose because people know it's me on our show, but people don't know it's you. They don't know it's Charlene, Charlene when it's on ninety-four point seven. So I've when I've been on, I get like DMs like, "Was that you this morning? I thought it sounded like you." Anyway, so they also we listen to the quiz in the mornings as like. As a family, it's like a thing. So we have a contest and then the boys go off to uh, Josh's school and Jess and I are off to her school and then we'll do the quiz in separate cars and then after the quiz we'll check in with each other and we'll be like, how many did you get? How many did you get? And Jessie will be like, (laughs) to her dad on video call if we got more than them. So that's how I listen to the morning show. Okay. And so last week they had the search for the best cheesecake in Joburg. Okay. <laughs> and unfortunately, um, cheesecake is my favorite dessert. And I had I to know this about you. I had to just, I mean, I, I really, I felt compelled to go on this journey with them. You see? <laughs> so No, you didn't. I had about four cheesecakes a day for the whole of last week. You did not. <laughs> You did not. I, I can't so believe like, what I'm hearing. Mm, I God, like I need solidarity here. <laughs> I'm with her on her eating plan journey, like invested with this woman. Yes, this I is know. betrayal I of know. another level. I know, and in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, "What would Sam what? would be like?" No, Charlene. No, Charlene wouldn't have eaten <laughs> That's that. That's why she didn't tell me. <laughs> I know. I know. So I did it. Gobsmacked. I wanted to taste the cheesecake. That's why you asked me earlier. So you don't like milk. You don't eat cheesecake. <laughs> Casually slipping it in there. Because the whole while I'm tasting these cheesecakes, I'm like, I need to buy these cakes for people because they're <laughs> so good. <laughs> like, who can I buy this cheesecake for? 
also just so that I could have one again. You're allowed <laughs> to, you're a, like, don't get me wrong. You're allowed to enjoy your life and have <laughs> four cheesecakes a day from time to time. But like, I'm invested. I'm on an eight week you're journey. You're on an eight yes, week journey which that I've, I'm like, which I've spent money on, <laughs> and I kill myself in the gym for an hour and a half every single solitary day, and then I go and Why fuck it up with that? the cheesecake. Binge. Are you weighing yourself this Friday? No, 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 no. I will not be weighing every myself. Every Friday, every Friday, she's uh, checks in. Or I'm just like, I wonder how Charlene's weighing. On my happened. birthday, I did not have champagne yes. with you. Yes. Because I am on this plan. And then the fucking cheesecake happened. I nearly. <laughs> I know it's Anele so, and the club. You know what it is? They taste these cheesecakes on the radio oh, and you and they make it sound. you hear them salivating over this and I'm like I can literally taste it listening Where did you to find them. Find the time to go seek out four different cheesecakes in a day. So what happened was that the I I would choose the one that's closest to my home and the easiest for me to get to. So, like, one was right in four ways, and it's on my route to Jesse's school, okay? <laughs> the other one was in Ravonia, right close to Ravonia Primary, where my son had a soccer match. So, I just kind of worked it into my journey, you see. The problem, though, is you get there, and then the cheesecake they tasted on the radio is there or sold out and then you have to place an order and go back tomorrow, which is a story for a whole nother day because that's some dedication and I did duly dedicate myself. So then, listen, let it not be said that I am not committed to a cause. Okay. I can't actually believe what happened. <sighs> what happened to no judges? What happened to no, no judges? No judges, Charlene. Okay. So then... You oh, arrive there and they have the cheesecake that was tasted on the radio. Yes. But then they also Is it as good as And they also have others. <laughs> and so like how are you gonna make an objective analysis if you don't like taste all of them, you know? And I mean by tasting I mean I eat the hobbies <laughs> of every single Do you one. have criteria? Consistency, because now I'm going to Sam it, right? Yes. Consistency, base. Appearance. Appearance, yes. sweetness. Yes. It can't be too sweet, but it can't, also can't yes. be too like. All of that. But did you write it down? No, because my taste buds remember. And now all I want is more of the ones that came up tops. I want to tell you something. Yes. I don't really <laughs> eat a lot of cheesecake, but apparently there's I think it's called Crest Hill Cafe right up the road from my house like a kilometer away from my house it's like a little corner shop yeah one of those old style corner shops and apparently that has is, uh, the best baked uh, cheesecake okay in Joburg interesting I'm I didn't hear the mention Crest Hill but that you never heard that Crest Hill in hidden silver gem. in a hidden gem in Silver Monty and <laughs> I've had several people who need to come to my house and they're like I'm just stopping at Crest Hill first to get their cheesecake and I'm just like oh, must be really good. Well, there you so, have it. There you have it. So then I arrive at the end of this week long journey and I think to myself, why am I like this? <laughs> why am I like this? Like I, I mean, I, and then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to feel guilty about this. I made a conscious decision to do this. You're an adult. I knew going in that this was going to, like, take on a life of its own. It was an animal. Oh, it was became... a beast. That I opened Pandora's box. Yeah. I did it. 
okay? Which, like, red jokes that I don't even take a sip of a normal Coca-Cola. If I want a soft drink, I'll drink Coke Zero, and that's it. I cannot afford to take one sip of a normal Coca-Cola because I will probably wake up in a ditch two weeks from now covered in, in Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola cans Coca-Cola and God knows what else <laughs> because I just I do not have self-control when it comes to these things. And so I, the first step in recovery is admitting that you have a problem. And thank, so, you for, thank you for telling me, Charlene. I have a problem. <laughs> Why am I like this? It's so bad. You know, everyone that I told that story had a very similar reaction. Because to we're you. invested in this like eight <laughs> weeks of like torture of broccoli and steamed chicken. <laughs> I know. But I'm watching you shove this dry, dull food down your gullets. And I'm like, good for my friend. I'm there for her. I'll check in with her. I'll support her on this. No. She goes and eats cheesecake for a week. For a week. I know. Like, not just I'll taste it, I'll share it with Red. I'll like, and then I fool, I tell myself this bullshit that I'll buy some for Red also to taste. (laughs) And then I'll also have his helpings. Like, what the fuck, Charlene? You have a problem. Like, it's like sort yourself was out. Like, what chocolate did you mention that there was that that was in the cupboard, and you ate it and left him a little piece <laughs> with a note to say like, eat it before I do. Yes. <laughs> it was the fucking chuckles biscuits from Woolworths, <laughs> and I just like casually shoved them all into my and pie then hole. Did you leave a, a note? And for, yes, what did it say? It was in a Ziploc packet because I just wrote <laughs> because there was just this one biscuit in this very long big packet. And I was like, this guy, he loves chuckles and whispers. This is like his, he doesn't have a lot of treats. This is like his small joy in this world. And I've just eaten (laughs) all of them. So I just put it in the Ziploc packet in the back of the cupboard. And I sent him a message to say, there's one biscuit left. (laughs) I didn't eat it. I've hidden it there. Please eat it before I do. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know what to say. What would you like me to do in this moment? <laughs> I don't know. What I'm, do you need from me on this new hmm. journey that you were embarking on? I don't know. I need to maybe <laughs> see, like, a food psychologist. I, honestly, I, like, when someone first told me that food psychologists I they existed. existed, I was like, are you fucking joking? <laughs> I wanted to laugh when someone said that to me. But the more I think about it, the more I realize my relationship with food is incredibly unhealthy. It's incredibly unhealthy, and I need to fix it. So what's the best cheesecake in Joburg, Charlene? Well, the jury's still out because they're getting judges on the show this week to taste them, and I think they're tasting them this Friday. But I refuse to listen because I'm just (laughs) going to spiral back down this hole. My best one and all of the ones, and granted I didn't taste all the ones they mentioned on the radio, two of them are on the East Rand, and that's the only reason I haven't tasted them yet. Crest Hill Cafe. No, in Boxburg and in Croydon and Kempton Park. And so I'm coming for you at some point. <laughs> but um, the best one that I tasted was from DC Coffee Company right in Pine Slopes in Four Ways. And it is their little Lotus Bischoff Biscuit cheesecake. It is to die for. I've had about six. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> so that's my story. Okay, I see you're doing well. <laughs> Let's circle back <laughs> to, to binging other things. 
to binging on other things. It, it yeah. I mean, I was going to talk about the economy being rough, but <laughs> we're on a whole other level. We've plummeted into new depths. Let's let's get back to the economy, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's less upsetting. <laughs> load shedding. I don't know how you travelled all of Joburg amid load shedding. I've mentioned our plummeting economy, crumbling education, health systems. Life is bad, so maybe you just needed that little joy in life. <laughs> Cheesecake, right? I'm not. I'm not going to hold it against you, my friend, because last week Lady Russiagate happened. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm not going to bring up all of those things. Yes, except um, you're you're bringing them up right now. So, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, let's put cheesecakes. <laughs> The economy. Here's our box. Can you see it? (laughs) Cheesecake is going in there. Cheesecake gate. Plummeting economy, our poor health and education systems, and Lady Russia gate is going in the box. We are sealing the box up and we are chucking it for now. Okay? Sounds good. Because we're heading back into a little bit of frivolity. Um... We're going to talk about a binge of another kind. We are heading, deep diving into all the happy media we're ingesting. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planet Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are amazingly insightful and incredibly divine human beings. And a fucking delight, to be honest. We reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no duggies. I know I said I'd keep it, um... Light and Light airy. And frivolous. <laughs> but did you know that there's a writer's strike currently? Mm-mm. Okay. I honestly didn't know. Okay, it's in the... I was too busy um, drowning in cheesecake. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, this is, this is going to impact all of us, Charlene, in a very big way. On the 2nd of May, the beginning of this month that we are recording in, the Writers Guild of America... Um, which is an alliance of two labor unions representing film and television writers, went on strike, uh, demanding higher pay, of course, stable pay, and fair deals and contracts, as well as provisions that include artificial intelligence. Because that's, I mean, that's, for someone like me, who's a writer like AI and ChatGPT is horrifying, Mm. terrifying. So um, their, their needs are not being met, and... Um, they are. So the last, why I'm like, there's a writer's strike? Why, why I'm like, t- paying atten- pay attention to this and telling everybody to pay attention is because the last time this happened, shows all of our favorite shows. Mm. I know you watch Breaking Bad. God, I love 30 Rock. Big Bang Theory, Desperate Housewives, Gossip Girl, Grey's Anatomy, 24 Scrubs, Supernatural, Two and a Half Men. Do you remember Two yes, and a Half Men? Yes. Okay, so this happened. I, these are people that there are there are human beings behind the show, not the actors, and these are the people that bring us all of the laughs. Like the other day, we had on our sister podcast, TGE's Current Read, we had Monica Heisey on the show, and she's a writer for Shit's Creek mm. and Working Moms, which we're going to be talking about today. Yes. Um. So, fair warning, right? There's going to be either a lull. In shows coming up, which is why we're talking about what we're what we're binging on, mm-hmm. there's either going to be a lull or 
there's going to be some really crap writing. Yeah, stuff showing up. Yeah, stuff showing. So if you see it, you heard it here first, folks, okay? (laughs) We brought you this information. Breaking news. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. This breaking news. So anyways, I thought we'd we'd chat about, because there's a lot of shows coming out now, Mm. especially a lot of good TV happening, a lot of streaming, and we're going to like really get ill on the amount of TV. Well, on the plus side, on the plus side of this like strike, that at least uh, gives people a reason to just tune in to us when they become bored, when they've binge watched everything. Fair enough. Okay, why don't we just say bye. We're done. (laughs) Also, Charlene, though, it also gives people not, a reason not to tune into the radio and to tune into podcasts. One would, one would dare to say I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's circle back. We're talking shit. This is why we have guests on our show. <laughs> yeah, because we could just drone on forever with our inside jokes. Apologies to everybody stuck in this period hut with us. <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching right now? I've I've on our on our show notes I've divided it into Different streaming services. And Look I'm gonna, at you samming this. I, I'm samming the shit out of this. Sam the shit out of this. Big C, Big C hit hard yesterday <laughs> with her with her binging. We really went there. All right. But first, first let's, because there's Netflix, Showmax, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and more. Yes. Everybody. These are to name a few. What are, what are you like? You go home tonight. What is it that you're tuning into so there's a lot on our list that you and i have both watched um working moms you um at the moment my biggest binges are i've gone back to watch shit's creek which i just every time i watch it i just fall more in love with it um so that's just on netflix i'll say that are we going to cover them in sections we're going to cover them but what are, yeah, yeah, so what are you, you're not, but Charlene, you're, because now we know what kind of a binger you are. Yes, that's Of awesome. life. She sucks so, the marrow out of life. So folks. this is the, this is the thing, <laughs> like a, a show will show up on the radar and like you told me yonks ago about Bridgerton, for example. And then I was like, what is this Bridgerton? And I went in, I watched the trailer and because, was it in lockdown? When Bridgerton, or was it shortly after we were open? No, you know what? Noah was baby, so it was like late. We were open, but there were still like restrictions, like uh, certain things were. We were still restricted from doing. And so I had obviously like weekends when it's unpleasant outside or my kids are busy playing and they don't actively need my attention instead of spending time with them. I will like put my headphones in and prop my phone in up in the kitchen and while I'm busy doing chores I will just like plow through an entire series I'm amazed in a at weekend your ability to do that like you've watched the whole of like all 600 seasons of how to get away with murder Yes. I like gave up on because each season, as much as I love Viola Davis, each season is like a pattern. Like, yes. there's a formula to it mm, that you mm. can expect. And <laughs> you once told me, and this is really no judgment on you, but you, your kids um, had just gotten their trampoline and you're just like, I just, I'm like, when do you have time <laughs> to watch this? They're like, why are my kids on the trampoline? I just watch on my phone. And I'm just like, I just imagine Charlene. 
on her phone, headphones in. Okay, darling. Yes, that's exactly okay, it. Okay. Yes, that's exactly so it. So funny. And then I get fucking annoyed when they need a snack. <laughs> like you are interrupting me, guys. Just like. Kissy, you, you, you TV hard. So I TV less because I need to like popcorn. I need to have my whiskey. <laughs> if I'm not reading a book. Savor the moment. I need to, like it needs dark. Ray needs to shut up. <laughs> ship in or ship out. Are you watching this with me? Yeah. If you're falling asleep, do not fucking snore. Because <laughs> you're into I don't want to hear about it. I want, like, I need, I'm all in, baby. I'm like. I'm also all in. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, it's what you, like, your multitasking is next level. No, it's it's unhealthy. I'm not going to lie. It's not a healthy way to do things. It's just the only way I am able to do things. So, so. I'm, I'm invested now because I was, like, really less for, I was in the mood for, like, a murder mystery. So, and I love Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. You know this. The woman is a goddess, and her latest production is based on a book by Laura Dave Mm -hmm. um, called The Last Thing He Told Me. I never read the book. Uh, Thrillers aren't really my genre. I'll Mm. read them from time to time, but I'll I'll prefer to just watch those on TV. So I'm on maybe episode three or four, and it's got Jennifer Garner in it. It's a Hello Sunshine production, and super enjoying it. That's that's what I'm watching. In addition to like, I'll tell you one thing I do watch in like snatches every 10 minutes or if I take like a lunch break or, um, you know, in, in bet- like in those weird in between minutes, I'll whip out my phone for working moms. Okay. So yes. we've, we're on season seven now, right, mm-hmm. of, of working moms. Have you started the latest season? Yes. I'm okay. into it. I'm... I haven't finished it. Okay. I... I've got to say this, full disclosure, I think that that show hit a mark in season one. It did like, I to, cried yes. that first episode that she, she's accosted by, when we've spoken about this on the, the show. The bear. She's accosted by a bear in the woods and she just is so over this, like the pressures, not motherhood. She's not over motherhood. She's over the pressures of motherhood and just feeling Completely not herself and the anxieties that surround it and whatever. And she look, just looks at this bear and she has this primal scream. And that's when I was like, I'm sold. Yeah, it's, it was very relatable at the time. Yeah. And if you look at her real life story, Catherine Reitman, I'm super inspired by it because she birthed this baby. Uh, she birthed working moms very soon after she had her second baby and she's gone on this journey and you can see if you follow her on social media you can see her whole process of getting to the end of finally season moms has hit a uh, working moms has hit a wrap with its final season and yeah i'm just like i'm so chuffed for her as another mom out in the wild like making Mm. something Mm, mm. that's but that said it is there's a lot of like slapstick unbelievable comedy like ray looked at one thing in the later season he was looking over my shoulder and he's like well that's just ridiculous i was just gonna say so it's gotten very ridiculous (laughs) 
it, like it was quite but, ridiculous but it in the itself. first. It sees itself for being ridiculous. For being ridiculous, yeah. yes. It's like not trying to pretend to be anything but no. what it is. <laughs> like you know, the the mom who ran the mom group from I forget her name. Oh, I don't, she's like the baby, the the the. Instructor, the instructor in the like moms and babes group. Yes. She's got butt implants that have carried through into the next yes. season. That I'm just like, this is just so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But um so we're gonna I mean, just skip ahead if you don't want any spoilers. But Charlene, you and I have both gotten to a part <laughs> of this episode. Can you talk about the monster zo- the zombie <laughs> vibrator? <laughs> Yeah, so like because this is this is part of that like slapstick ridiculousness of working moms that I was like, yeah, nobody will get this unless you've journeyed with these women with these people and you know their personalities and you know their story (laughs) because this it's super entertaining though because there's this scene and I won't give you the backstory of how this item (laughs) arrived on the show. Juniper for for those for those who are watching who have watched the show, Juniper is just. (laughs) A vibe that chick is like with, with a name like Juniper. Yeah. What did you expect? What do you expect? Okay. Exactly. Anyway, so it involves Juniper. Juniper introduces this um, zombie head from like a like a horror, like a haunted house vibe <laughs> thing that you visit. She steals a prop from there, and she, she goes into business with with who Catherine Reitman's character. Had an affair with <laughs> her business partner's son. I mean, can you hear the ridic- ridiculousness? Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. So Juniper and Catherine Reitman's character's ex-lover have done a joint venture, and they're bringing you <laughs> this item called Just Head, and it is literally a prop. <laughs> it's a zombie head. From a, it's a prop from a haunted house. From a haunted house that Juniper's that working Juniper's at. working at. But what they've done is <laughs> they made a prototype. They made a prototype of a. Its tongue is sticking out, and this tongue has been given a vibrating motion, and so this head <laughs> is used to like give head. It's a masturbating tool. For women, For but also women, men, in case you were wondering. Yes, exactly. And so that, if that was not ridiculous <laughs> enough, the chick, uh, Catherine Reitman's character's assistant, her name's Kate in the show, hey? what's what? Kate, yes. It's Kate. So Kate's assistant. Val is, is the instructor. Yes. Yeah. So Kate's assistant decides to take this thing for a spin during her lunch hour <laughs> and then walks into Kate's office and she's like, this is life-changing. You need to give this head a try. <laughs> and she's like, no, I don't want anything to do with that. And she literally shoves this head by its hair into Kate's handbag. Go use it, she says, at home. And then she's like, no, no, no. She's like, don't worry, I disinfected the shit out of it. (laughs) And so finally in this episode, we arrive at a scene where Kate is now unfulfilled by her emotional husband due to reasons. Due to reasons which will be explained when you watch the show. But she needs some satisfaction. And so (laughs) she retires to her chambers (laughs) to enjoy um, this head and <laughs> just this the scene is just so ridiculous because while this thing is between her legs and she's like masturbating yeah. with furiously she's talking to it she's like oh you are a monster oh wow <laughs> like she's having this discovery and the way that scene ends for me was just like it was 
none of that was relatable to me until she got to the point at the end of the scene where she exclaims, fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to feel nice. <laughs> because she, exactly that to me was so relatable. <laughs> and I will say that I, I do feel a little bit like that about my cheesecake binge. <laughs> because Fuck all of you. <laughs> Fuck all of you. I just wanted to, I just wanted to feel nice. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now that I've spoiled that for you, hopefully I haven't spoiled the whole no, show. Hopefully really I've intrigued like, you to go and watch it. It's really not the crux of the season, but that moment, I think my jaw dropped while I was laughing, while I was like, Ray can't see this because he won't get it. Yes, you got to have context. <laughs> you got to have context. And he like, I called him a candle blower outer. Yeah. He came over my shoulder and he's just like, well, that's just ridiculous. Am I right? And I looked at him and I was like, I like this show. And you're being like, Elijah is to know it when he calls Cocomelon stupid. Yes, like, don't burst my bubble. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating head, my zombie head and everything and all. Oh, it's gosh. a good show. You know, it's, it's so relatable. It is. It, 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 I mean, as much as a it's vibrating zombie <laughs> head is not <laughs> relatable. Pleasuring yourself with that is not relatable. But hey, who am I to judge? Like, you get your kink on and fly your flag, honey. Speaking about kink. <laughs> Best you get onto the latest season of You. Yes. So I think this is season four, which also increasingly gets like ridiculous that he, he murders a lot of fucking people, this guy. Yeah, and like gets away with it. Yeah. And I mean, and I just one... when you think Saikok is a book, like yeah, this oak this is, is there is no way out for he this guy. He gets out of it. He gets out of it somehow. But he, he can. Ridiculously in season, so. In season four. He's so beautiful. What a beautiful specimen. Yes. We enjoy Pen. him, Open. Yes. And I shout out to his podcast, guys. He's got a, a wonderful podcast called Pod Crushed, where he has all of his mates from like from you and Gossip Girl, Girl on the show. On the show chatting about uh, middle school crushes and how they felt during middle school. And that is so, it. it's entertaining to me it's in so itself cool. because uh, thank you for putting me onto that because I started listening. It's so entertaining to me because I will, my kids will be teenagers at some point and I often in my mind think about like teenage things like coming to terms with your sexuality and that kind of thing and what I went through and how will I navigate that with yeah. my kid and they just realistically talk about their how experiences they, as adults now how they felt and then they have like people write in their stories who are teenagers with actual experiences yeah. it's, and they unpack it it's great it's, it's so nice and then when you hear Penn laugh you get all warm and fuzzy. Yeah, he's inside. got a beautiful the, the sound because he also narrates. He narrates yes. in you. He's yes. the narrator in you. Yes. And so the, the sound of his voice. Like that for me, you is the ultimate like there's a new season, I don't care. That is what I will watch unashamedly. That is my yes. Mm. It is my yes. Similarly Bridgerton Although I have, because there's just so much coming out. There's mm. a lot. That's why I wanted to mention the writer's strike. Because don't feel like you got to jump on it all, guys. Yeah, take your time take with your it. Time. Don't pull a Charlene. Like, pace no. yourself. <laughs> Not four times a day, guys. <laughs> four different shows, four times a day. 
Just left the yeah. la Yeah, exactly. We no have judges, to function Charlie. in society. No judges. No <laughs> Bridgerton, the latest one is on Queen Charlotte. And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, the season. Like, And I can imagine because we all know where, if you're familiar with the show, we all know where what happens to the king, to her husband. Mm-hmm. In, you know, in the later years. And I think this is like their genesis and looking at their love story. And I'm just like, I need to be emotionally prepared for this season. of Yeah, I feel the same. I've also like, I haven't gotten onto it because like you, I, I mean, I want, I'm going to be invested. I need to like savor the moment yeah. when I watch it. Similarly with Firefly Lane. So you've watched that. Oh, yes. But I, the, the is there a new watched, season out? It's, so it's the second part of the last season. Okay, right. And I don't want to spoil anything, but that's also going to end really sadly. So for those who don't know, what's Firefly Lane about? Okay, so it, there's it's two best friends who met, um, they were neighbours, they lived in the same um, uh, neighbourhood. On and, Firefly Lane. On Firefly Lane. And it's Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk from Scrubs. Yes, are the yeah. two main characters. They have two very different personalities. Um, and they basically become friends, best friends forever. And it's just their entire journey from when they are teenagers right through to young adults and how they their relationships with men and their peers and their, their family has evolved. Um, Catherine and Heigl's character comes from like a very um, – a broken home broken, situation. Yeah, yeah, broken home situation. And um the other character is much more in much more of a white picket fence kind of scenario. But also you realize as the story progresses that it's not all rainbows and roses like in life, yeah. you know? So yeah. And then how they they have conflicts as friends, but they kind of never separate. And then big things happen in their lives. And then there's a a betrayal um, of the friendship, and so they become estranged. I suppose um, they they put distance. The one character decides, "I'm putting distance between I'm us. I'm setting a boundary. Mm, I'm setting yeah. a boundary because you cross the line. Like anything, like as much as we're best friends, and we say that nothing could ever separate us. This thing can separate us. Yeah. But then now, in the place that we are now, that that's ends. That season ends where one of the characters' life takes a turn, and she needs her friend. She needs her friend, mm-hmm. and that's where the story it's, is picking up from. It's also based on a book. Also, just a heartwarming. And I think why I mention it, and I, there's so many shows. I mean, we've got like The Wire and. Um, the, all the medical shows, mm. and we've got a lot of um, reality TV, and there—I mean, there's something for everybody. But specifically, the shows, often the shows we talk about, and the shows we mention on our "What's Your Binge" episode, um, like this one. I think this is our third that we've had. These are shows that moms, millennial moms especially will be able to relate to. I mm. mean, you know, you know what it felt like to have like a middle school, high school bestie, that one person. And just, I think it takes this story, for instance, this story takes you to a place where what if 
you didn't become estranged from your best friend or not even estranged, but like you just, as life happens, you naturally drift apart from this person. What if you held on to that person? Mm. Come hell or high water. You consciously s- made an effort to make it last. Yes. Yeah, so despite I, how much your life has changed, becoming a mother and so all of your other responsibilities. There's like a lot of universal things in this, in working moms through its ridiculousness mm. um, that that's relatable. Yeah, I mean, it's telling it's telling real life, mom and womanhood stories. Yeah. yeah. Another, so Ginny and Georgia, you said you haven't watched that. No, but I've heard only good things about really it. I really love it, and I think that the way. So for any moms listening who haven't watched it, I love that the way they include sexual positivity into that show. In a way that I don't think I saw when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. At that normalizes girls, you know, sexuality or exploring themselves or mm. however. And that's really not what the show focuses on. The show is focused on Ginny, who, um, no, Georgia, who was a really young mom and, ha- you know, has two kids and there's a lot of mystery surrounding their family and they jump around from um, city to city, but finally they seem to be settling down. And Ginny, her name is Virginia. Um, kind of settles down with a group of friends, and so she navigates that high, high school. And so it's like similarly for me, you know, to looking at Firefly Lane or what you were saying about Pod Crashed and considering what our kids might go through mm. as they enter their teenage years. Mm. Like it's nice for me to see that and see what's relatable and what might be different. And it also deals with because Jenny Virginia, the daughter, is mixed race, so it deals with you know racial or identity politics mm, mm. that you know there's there's a kind of wokeness to it that gets wraps my mind around certain concepts that would never have be would never have been there when we were growing up yes and but not in a way that I'm taken from the moments I can still sit there with my popcorn and my whiskey and mm. and relax you know so yes. I, I like the issues that it touches on and where I agree or where I disagree or where I think they could have done better. That's how I like to mm. ingest media, I suppose. So that's all, by the way, on Netflix. Yes. <laughs> alone, except for I mentioned the last thing he told me was on Apple TV. Yes. There are other shows. You mentioned watching shits also on Netflix. Sex Life we spoke about at length at one point. Season two came out and it's just like if I had like a... Mm, what a bathos. <laughs> no. Not a fan. Don't go there, guys. I don't like that show. Still Mm-mm. with the fingering, man. No. Right? In the first episode, it's not nice for women. Well, no. it could be, but it's not... The be all and end all. Let me just say, it certainly hasn't been my experience. (laughs) And again, did you notice? Again, in the the first It's like, really? If you you need some filling in on this, our um, Love After Lockdown episode goes into sex life at length because it unpacked... Yeah, we used it to kind of hinge our discussion around sex and... How it's portrayed and the yeah. stigma around and it. Post-motherhood because she was like two months postpartum, the lead character. So we, we did go into sex life. It was very topical at the time that we released our Love After Lockdown episode. So go look into that. But the show is not great for me, very many reasons. Yeah, and we didn't enjoy two, it. I, and like, I, we try, I mean, I literally, I switched on season two. I thought to myself, 
I cannot believe I'm doing this. And I was like two episodes in and I was like, I know why I felt this way. Like not that I needed convincing, but still same, same. Yeah. It's not great. So don't go there. You you always go back to Shit's Creek. You know what I always go back to if I need some like feel good, reliable television. Um and now I've lost it. My brain. And now it's under Disney. New girl. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and we, in our last Watch Your Binge episode, we also discussed it um, at length. I mean, it's just great, New Girl. Because it was during lockdown, mm, right? Mm. And a lot of people were re-watching old shows just because people with anxiety, or if you are facing heightened anxiety, it's nice to go back to like the tried and trusted, show, like comfort shows. Yes. Um, what's, I have to bring this up before we run out of time and I want to get onto, onto other streaming services. And I have to say this as well, Ray, in the, in light of the economy that we've put in the box, I'm going to take it out of the box for a second. Don't do it. Ray, cut me off, man. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got withdrawals? He cut me off because of, and I have a complaint to, to serve to the world (laughs) there's too many streaming services Mm. it's a lot and then if you don't have one you have like and i suffer from extreme fomo yeah that is the problem because you're like everyone's talking about the show and i want to watch it and so then so we were on and i think so many moms can relate now hey i don't know how many you're on but we were on showmax Mm. netflix Mm. apple tv Mm. And Disney Plus. Mm. And I think another one. And Ray's like, pick one, Sam. <gasps> no. Yeah. I've just added Amazon. Like Prime. I've just no. added Prime. No. I had to pick one. I would never be able to do that. And it was really I can't hard. even like choose to have only one cheesecake like a day. choosing be- between my children. No, I can't do yes. that. It's, it's too really much. hard. I'm having a, I'm having a, a visual of... Um, uh, David in Schitt's Creek. There's a meme. He's <laughs> like, it's no. too much. It's <laughs> too much. No. <laughs> I had to choose. So I chose Apple mm-hmm. and I chose Netflix. Okay. But that also means that – and but but Showmax will come back when Euphoria uh-huh. season three comes back. Yo, I haven't watched that and so, I – don't think I can. Euphoria comes with severe trigger warnings. Mm. It had me convinced that I was an addict, like a drug addict or an alcoholic, because it's very, it is, it's a drama. I don't know if there's any like funny moment. There might be, but it's very hard to watch. But Zendaya, that woman can do absolutely no wrong in my eyes. She is it for me. So would she be the celebrity that if I were to prank you and say that she dies yes. at whatever age, you would be like, no, 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 no. no, no. She do- yes. <laughs> that would be it. Full listeners into to watch you. I was like, that is cruel. Shalina is revealing a very ugly side of herself right now. I found this, stumbled upon this reel of youngsters or young adults pranking their parents mostly with um supposedly reading a news article about like their favorite celebrity dying like Dolly mom Dolly Parton dies at whatever age and then the mom's like 
No, and a lot of them fall to their knees. And so the filming is the, the reel is about their reactions. And there's one I can't even remember. Tiger Woods. Remember who the celebrity is, but they're driving in a car, and the person says this. The kid says, "Oh my God, so and so died. It's on the news." The mom and dad are driving in the car, and the mom in the front of the car starts like slamming uncontrollably, like bashing the center console in the car, going, "No, no, 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 no." And the dad swats at her and goes, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know why I find it so funny, but I think I find it funny because I can see myself reacting <laughs> yes. like that. Yes. yes. So Zendaya, 100%. I would be, I would have to take a couple of days off yeah, to myself. To Deal with that. Rewatch season one and two. <laughs> and mourn the loss. Yeah. So you do you know what it's about? I, I don't know. I, I assume it's about addiction. Yeah. Yeah. So she plays um, she plays Rue, who's, who's a teenager whose dad passes away. And around the time of his passing, she becomes addicted to his painkillers. Oh, wow. And it just spirals. Like, and what it exposes... I think is a very raw, ugly side of being a teenager today. Um, just in terms of really casual drug use, that's shocking. Oh no, I would never be no, able to watch that show. It would, it would devastate me. I um, cannot drug deal that and with alcohol that. abuse. That's really bad. That it had a lot of millennials asking Gen Zers, "Is is this what?" high school is really like for you and some say yes and some say no mm-hmm. um no thanks it also deals with with topics uh like gender diversity and and again identity politics and i really enjoy seeing another side of it and seeing seeing how shows and material and books even unpack address these address these, these issues mm. that i'm also Wrapping my mind around and trying to figure out and learning and unlearning. And you know me. I like mm. to really get stuck into these things. So I enjoyed the way that Euphoria did that. And at a time that I was, uh, you know, unpacking in my own work, um, uh, gender identity and looking at how to parent transgender teens, um, I was watching the show at the same time and I found it really helpful i was there's a lot of shows out there actually that uh deal with transgender characters and are normalizing it and and in a way that you know it just becomes part of the the show and i like to see how how it's done in a way that's it's not too gross and like obvious Mm. that they're trying to be inclusive just for the sake of and that they're you know it needs to be representative yeah there's just just different ways of doing it and I, i like to I like to see how those things are done and Euphoria was one of those shows and yeah, I got stuck into it in one of Ray's trips away and it was really entertaining. My friends like to say about me that I love and I do my genre of books, the more traumatic, the better. (laughs) Oh, wow. I love, I find it cathartic, not because it's, and they say catharsis is you've, you feel catharsis because this terrible thing is not happening to you. I think it's just you're human. You're reminded that you're human. Mm, mm. And that's what a show like Euphoria does. And and the books that I read do for me is I like 
things get so ugly and raw and hard. Um, oh, this was supposed to be a light hearted. I'm just thinking about how dark this Sorry. is getting. No, <laughs> it, I'll, I'll end with Euphoria, but it it's really like a dark show. I feel. Yeah. Um. And, but I think it's just so. I really enjoy enjoy it, and so I will be resubscribing mm-hmm. to Showmax in when order it to comes, in order that. to watch. In order to watch Euphoria season three, but but trigger warning, like just be prepared. You mentioned Zendaya can do nothing wrong. You also mentioned Malcolm and Marie. So I, that's a movie. It's like okay. A, I am halfway through it. I cannot watch a full length movie anymore since having children. Okay, I, it's too long for me. Unless I'm in the cinema and I know my kids mm. are looked after. Like there's not enough time in a to day to sit through it. Yeah. She's in this movie. It's directed by Sam, Sam, somebody who also <laughs> Sam. His first name is Sam. I don't. I can't, his last name isn't coming to me. I'll look it up now. Um, is the director for Euphoria really problematic character? If you go look into the politics around the show, okay, it, it's drama, drama, drama. Whip out your popcorn. Okay. Um, he directed this Mark Memory, and you can see what he's trying to do. Uh, artistically, I doesn't it doesn't really hit the spot for me. Okay. But I watch it anyway, just because is there stuff that you'd watch even though you know it's shit, just yeah. because an actor's in it that you love. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example now, but I have I definitely have stuff like that. You can see I, objectively this is a cuck show, or this mm. is not well done, or they're not hitting the mark. <sighs> but I'm gonna watch it anyway, just because it has like there was a Reese Witherspoon movie that came out with Ashton Kutcher, yes. and I'm just like I watched it anyway because. Mm, mm. I, you could I tell where those. the storyline was going. It I was so predictable. Was. It was... I mean, I watched their, it act, their acting is always good. What was it called? Your Place or Mine? Something like that. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know what? I know you're not really into reality TV, but I do want to mention... Yes. Um, Queer Eye, I have like the Fab Five. Mm-hmm. I absolutely enjoy that, and I see that a new season is now available. So I'm really looking forward to watching so that. So that's why I, I wanted to mention it, because it was it, like Netflix is punting it to me. But um, I don't do reality TV. You love The Voice and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yes. I was just, I was like searching frantically because on the, the Voice social media pages, they're posting about the new season and it's not available in South Africa yet. So I'm bummed about that, firstly. Secondly, um, as far as reality TV is concerned, I watched something. Yes, you were telling me the other day. I was trying to think what it was when I was... Uh, did I tell you about this? It's yes. called Indian Matchmaking. No, you didn't tell me about this. It was something else you, and I watched, it was something else you watched. Did you watch it? Indian Matchmaking. And I and? stumbled upon it and I started watching it and I'm so invested. Like I binged <laughs> the latest season and my friend... Doesn't it make you mad? No, not really. I find it incredibly interesting. Like how, because... I mean, I can't say much on it. So, but if you haven't watched it, it's basically, there's this world-renowned, famous Indian matchmaker that in the Indian community is like a celebrity. And so, obviously, in the, uh, most uh, Indian um, communities or or tradition, you know, yeah. they have arranged marriages. So, they differentiate in the show between an arranged marriage and a love marriage. So, a love marriage would be falling in love with a person and marrying that person because you love them. An arranged marriage would be um, basically, they say that it is destiny and your parents are there to guide you. So they will arrange a marriage and it, it wouldn't come to fruition if it wasn't destiny. 
That's what they believe. Yes. And so you, you're not being forced into, the, as much as arranged marriages seem to us, who, if, if it's a foreign concept to you, it seems like like a horrible thing to a position to be placed in. Um, it's given me such an open-minded understanding of what it is actually about in the Indian community. It's about respect and your destiny and your elders guiding you into a relationship with a worthy partner that can stand the test of time. And so you grow into love with that person as opposed to this whimsical Falling. I love at first sight. Yes. Yes. Oh, I don't know. It's really, it's really. I find I it incredibly interesting. I know a lot of a lot of my Indian friends watch it, are invested, love it, binge on it, but with mixed reactions of the theory of yes of um, arranged marriage. So this is so also I'm, what I, don't I, know how I feel about that. This is also what I find interesting about it because there's a lot of modern. Um, uh, adults who live that, like their parents immigrated from India to say for example America or the UK and so they are American Indian people yes. so they don't even speak some of them speak their, their, their mother tongue or language but some of them don't even however they when they give their list of criteria it would still be important to them to find a partner who is, um, say, for example, Gujarati, yeah. um, if they are Gujarati, you know. And so it's just interesting to me. There's also like a lot of, not judgment, but like, um, I suppose judgment, opinions about what background, what family background, where their Indian family originated from and I find it so interesting. So yeah, and the the but then that talks back to like the the caste system and and all of it is it is fascinating. I just maybe I veer away from that and a lot of reality shows because I don't want to be judgmental mm. and I can't help, help it. Help it, yes, yes. So I'm like, like I'm really going into my own psyche you now. It's neither here nor there. It's television, yes. guys. Like you do, you do you. Uh, reality TV, I don't know. I also because I'm the kind of person who likes to see how things are done. Like I look at the script writing and I looked at, I look at like cinematography and I look at the acting and it's hard for me not to look at reality shows and see, you know, we're talking about the writers. stageness of it. it. Is, and you, you talk about writers and shows affected by the writer's strike hit reality shows in a big way that, I, that it made me go, yeah, so if it's reality, reality what, what are the ri yeah. writers affected by? Yeah. Yes. Which also totally like, maybe 15 years ago when it first came out, I used to love keeping up with the Kardashians. I used to watch it behind Ray's back because it was not allowed in our home. <laughs> I have a confession. <laughs> have you been watching the latest? I only acquired Disney Oy. because it was no, Kim Kardashian, <laughs> the Kardashians was no longer I available. I cannot watch it anymore. I did I not can't. acquire Disney for my children. <laughs> <laughs> What, no why judges. am I like this? I don't what know. the fuck is wrong? I don't know. But like whenever we do the show, I'm just like we watch a lot of fucking TV. <laughs> we do, and I'm raising two little yeah. bloody screen addicts as well. Unashamedly, uh, unashamedly, I'm doing so. <laughs> we need to gloss over 
three. We've spoken about a lot of Netflix shows. Okay, you you pick one and I'll pick one and then we're going to gloss over the rest. But, but what if the one I pick is not the one that you pick and then I really wanted to talk about it? <laughs> talk about one that you really want to talk about. Um, you ask- Like who are you going to recommend? Someone walks into a room and they're like, I've got all the streaming services <laughs> available to me. What do I watch now? I'll quickly shout out two programs. <laughs> okay, go, go, go. Daisy Jones and the Six and Masters of Sex. Okay. <laughs> I can talk about Daisy Jones. This is both on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Masters of Sex. So Masters of Sex is basically a, a story about two a, a doctor, a, a, a gynecologist, in I think the 70s that um, wanted to champion a study into um, human behavior surrounding sex. And so the controversy in the study, it's also an older show. Yes, it is. I stumbled upon it a very long time ago. I started watching like in season three or something ridiculous. So I didn't catch where it came from. Who's the lead actor, though? It's Oh, I forget his name, but he is one of the vampires in Twilight. <laughs> no, he's, no. He's, no, no, no. He's had a much better career than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, the only reason I remember him now is because he has a very distinctive nose. But, oh, what is his name? Okay, you carry on talking about the show and I will... <gasps> it's on oh, the... Lizzie Kaplan's Yes, in. yes, Lizzie Kaplan and... What is this man's name? It's on the tip of my tongue. Michael Sheen? Yes, Michael Sheen. Okay. Yes. Michael he, Sheen, everybody. Yes. And so he... Sarah Silverman. Okay, okay. So the cast... Good cast. No, the cast is, is great. Nice. But, I mean, this guy, so he starts this study, and there's there's multiple layers to the story. There's also subtext, and there's like, this guy is brilliant, but he is so manipulative and and misogynistic, and you, you can see the nuance and context. And yes, but a lot to like but unpack. what he's doing, the the work he's doing, and I mean, he's doing a study on sex. He is literally watching people have sex and masturbate, and recording data on this because he feels that it is groundbreaking. Which for that time it was. Yes. Yeah. And then, then there's like. All the other things yes. that come into play. Oh, uh, uh, what's his name? Is it Lizzie Kaplan? Yeah. Uh, her character. And, and then there's also like a strong feminism because uh, she's got a very strong feminism characteristic. And she's such a feminist, but how she allows herself to be manipulated by his character. And, fascinating. Yeah, it's okay. a very fascinating show. Okay, I'm sold. I have a, a few shows that I'm going to gloss over that need to be sold to our audience you guys are gonna love um daisy jones and the six you have also watched that the aesthetic of that beautiful the book if you like reading read the book then watch the series and then listen to the soundtrack because the whole soundtrack was produced and released as an album as an album by this band yeah yes and you know that book was groundbreaking in many ways but um people it was so People loved it so much and bought into the characters and the story so much that they people were googling 
the band thinking that it was a book yes, about a real band. a real band. And then speculation started that the storyline was based on Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Yes. So, and for me, Daisy Jones and the Sixth saved my 2020. I read it during lockdown. I ordered the book like before schools were closed. Schools were closed before, a couple of weeks before, um, you know, we hit level five lockdown. And it's just, you know, there's certain books that have, or or even shows that you watch at a certain time in your life and you'll always remember that. Mm. And so I think back on reading Daisy Jones and the Six with like such nostalgia. And so I haven't finished the show but it is a good show. Mm. It is. There's just like a lot. There's a lot of TV that I'm juggling, but my main, I read. That's most of what I do. And my TV is divided between gaming and mm. Mm. <laughs> and the shows that I watch. So I do share with my husband. Sharing is caring. Um, so I would, Rick, if, if you buy into Amazon Prime, those are two amazing shows, Daisy Jones and the Six and Masters of Sex. There's one show, speaking of Lizzie Kaplan, that I haven't mentioned that was that is also a book um, that was published in 2020 called Flashman is in Trouble. Oh, yes. You it's, told me about this. I won't say how I acquired the show, but I'm letting you know that my husband cut me off, guys. <laughs> no judges. <laughs> um, we did, however, watch the show and I've got the book. And they call it a Trojan horse of a show. And it's about a man and a, who gets divorced from his wife and his wife treats him in a horrific way. But all is not as it appears. Let me just say that. And if you really want to be seen as a woman and as a mother, read this book. Watch this show. Flashman is in trouble. It's got Jesse Eisenberg from Facebook. Yes. The Facebook movie. And um, Claire Danes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really good. And Lizzie Kaplan. Yes. Who's amazing. Yeah, so, she's a fantastic artist. We'll all know her from Mean Girls um, initially, but she's in all of these other amazing shows. Yeah. Flashman is in Trouble, great show. Uh, we mentioned on Apple, right? The Morning Show. Mm-hmm. Lessons in Chemistry, I interviewed Bonnie Garmus, who wrote the book. And it's coming soon to a TV near you, if you have Apple TV. You're going to want that. You're going to want to bookmark that for later on this year, coming in the spring. It's starring Brie Larson. Okay. Academy Award winner, Brie Larson, everybody. Um, I mentioned the last thing he told me and the morning show, another season's coming. Yeah. In I'm the spring as well. Those, in yeah. the spring. And I'm saying the spring, our spring. Yes. They say fall, coming this fall. So that's why I say it's coming this our spring. I want to I want to circle back really quickly to Tully's Joburg diary, oh, just right. because local is lacquer, you know? yes. And I was cut off from Showmax, and I will be going back at some point. And we had her on the co- show. And we had well, not Tully. We had Tully Babes <laughs> creator Julia Anastasopoulos. Yes, I still don't know how to pronounce that. On the show, and I haven't. I'm sorry for shame. Watched. Tully's Joburg Diary. Yeah. But it's such a proudly South African show and so well done by Sketchbook Studios that I really have to give it a shout out. Um, Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> How are you? She's so I good. I love her. And I mean, the YouTube channel mm. with Suzelle DIY is still running. She's so entertaining. So good. Yeah. So, and if you are, if you do buy into Showmax and the streaming, I, I don't know why I'm giving like free advertising for these platforms, but I'm really passionate about good TV. <laughs> Euphoria, like I mentioned. 
Tali's Joburg Diary, damn, is a really good South African show. Anele also mentioned that on her show. Damn, and so I've been wanting good, to watch good, it. Yeah. like thriller. Mm. Um, and Yellow Jackets is a show currently on Showmax that you that everybody should watch. And then lastly, we uh, many of us, besides the Kardashians, have bought into Disney. <laughs> For all of the it, Disney education my child needs, I've been cut off, like I mentioned. Have I mentioned <laughs> that I've been cut off from Disney, the Disney Channel? Oh my gosh. It's really depressing, Charlene. Anyways, it's I, most unfortunate. During Also during lockdown, I ordered a whole lot of DVDs. So I do at least have DVD backup of a lot of the Disney classics. Okay. Um, do you have a DVD player? Yes, our PlayStation. Oh, right. <laughs> I was just going to say. For a tech, Forget the for household a tech, I live in. For a tech-savvy household, why do you not have something more oh, advanced? The and then I was like, ah. Some DVDs don't play on there because they're too old. Mm, mm. Um, if you have Disney+. Plus. I mentioned New Girl, but there's a show called Tiny Beautiful Things. So, you know Cheryl Strayed, who wrote Wild? Mm. That was her memoir. Mm-mm. Reese Witherspoon went camping. Yes, yes, long, yes, yes. Along the Pacific uh, PCM Trail. What's it called? What's the PCM Trail? Let me go off mine quickly. What does the PCM Trail stand for, guys? Oh no, we're googling. All right, we're gonna get, we're gonna circle back to that. Cheryl Strayed. Anyway, she wrote this book, and Reese Witherspoon was in this movie. What's the trail called? <laughs> PCM stands for something. Um, you haven't watched Wild? No, I haven't. And that I remember you telling me about it. I think in when we first started recording. So Cheryl Strayed, that's her memoir, but she also um, started, this is also based on, on real life characters. She mm. started a an advice column and Tiny Beautiful Things is based on that. I'm okay. Gonna, so Catherine, do you know who Catherine Hahn is? Mm-mm. I always say she's like the most underrated actor along with like Tony Collette, you know, and Alison Janney. <laughs> you, do you know who I'm talking about? No. Tony Collette. You don't know Tony Collette? I probably the do, but I can't place the, the face. in um, Little Sunshine, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Alison Janney's in Masters of Sex. Yes, She also, yes. She also acts as in um, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You as the teacher, the guidance counselor. Yes, yes, yes. Do you see what I mean about... Like underrated yes. actors of our And Alison Janney in this Masters of Sex, she always is phenomenal. But in this show, just once again, is phenomenal. You she's see, phenomenal. she is. She's a great actress. PCM trial. Is it that trial? I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'm going to... That's going to bother me so much. Some Probably somebody, listeners are probably shouting what, <laughs> what it stands for. Pacific... Maybe it's not even PCM. Anyway, circling back. Catherine Hahn. (laughs) 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 Underrated actress. So she was the best friend in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Okay. Do you remember that movie? Yes. With Kate Hudson. Yes. And at the end, she like tricks uh, Matthew McConaughey and she pretends to be the psychologist and... It all comes out in the wash that she's not actually the the like couples therapist. Therapist, yes, <laughs> yes. So she is also just an amazing actress, and she acts in tiny, 
beautiful, beautiful things. things. So, so this story is based on the best-selling collection by Cheryl Strayed. Tiny Beautiful Things follows Claire, a floundering writer who becomes a revered advice columnist while her own life is falling apart. Um, and I think, I, I really think that our audience is someone who will really buy into this mm. show. So Tiny Beautiful Things with Catherine Hahn. The tagline is, broken is a beautiful place to start. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You've mentioned the show to me before. Why haven't I watched it? I Probably know. because it's new. It's just come out. But is there a book? Yes. No. Yes, it's based. On yes, the book. it's based on the book. Yes. You read the book. I haven't yet oh, read the book. Okay. No, then maybe you didn't mention it to me. Anywho, anywho, Catherine Hahn also on back going back to Showmax. She acts in a show called Mrs. Fletcher, uh. which is very sexy, <laughs> very scandalous, very relatable, and you'll love it too. So if you like that, if you like, if you if you're a mood watcher and you you liked Catherine Hahn in this, you'll like Catherine Hahn in that as well. <laughs> While we just hog all of the the streaming services <sighs> instead of. Because under the guise of we need the streaming service for the kids. Yes. You know, like yes. I did with Disney. We do, like, and now you, <laughs> all you're doing is watching the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> like, when is the I new Kardashian season? I nah, I, I unashamedly, Kardashian's my cheesecake. What can I say? It is what it is. <laughs> I have a problem, people. <laughs> I can't even deny it. Are we missing anything? Mm, I don't think so. And I think stay, it, stay tuned to our social media because we're going to be putting this out. Yeah. And I mean, if there's anything that you love, listeners, that we haven't mentioned, hit us up. Like, yes. Tune us what it is. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to, to ingest. Yeah. We, haven't, like, we haven't even scratched the flippant surface. Hang on here. I'm getting to what the Pacific, the Wild Pacific Trail. No. Oh, this is going to bug me. And if, it, okay, well, we'll have to Google. Pacific Crest Mountain Trail. I think that's what it is. I think it's the Pacific Crest Mountain <laughs> you say, Trail. You say the, the PCM Trail as though it's <laughs> supposed to be common knowledge. It is common knowledge. Niaman. What trail does <laughs> Reese Witherspoon? Oh my god! Are you legit googling it? Yes, it's not even her character. Does wild movie Pacific? No, man. Same. I am no. This is the Pacific Crest Trail. My God, PCT. That's why it's not PCM. Okay. PCT. Yeah, my brain is filled with many things that drive me mad, Charlene. Yes, and a, a fountain of useless information, <laughs> I might add. PCT. One day I'm gonna I'm gonna walk the PCT trail. Well, and I'm gonna come back to this discussion. I'm cool. gonna have a come to Jesus moment <laughs> and throw my shoe into the great beyond. <laughs> okay, cool. And come back a new person. Wonderful. Please watch. What does What does Alexis say in Shit's Creek? I love that for you. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. There's a lot. There's a lot to get through. Mm. That's the bottom line here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to get through before the writer strike gets to us and AI takes over and we are controlled and our televisions are controlled by robots. <laughs> so best you 
hop on to all the good TV out there. And I've, you're welcome, <laughs> um, Showmax, Netflix, <laughs> Apple, Amazon, Disney, for all the free advertising and all the TV we watch and all the streaming services we supply. As we though they need our help. <laughs> Maybe they will. When I, when I walk the PCT. <laughs> PCT trial. <laughs> I'm cutting us off. Charlene, I bye. think we'll be okay. Dare I say, how about, about we, we keep, keep talking? talking? <laughs> no, no, don't even, don't even. Let me just go straight into guys. You know this. If you want to chat with us, weigh in on something, swear, rant, cry, or laugh, or share some cheesecake misery <laughs> with me, hit us up over email at info at gmail.com. DM us a voice note. We're always on Instagram. Or record one on your phone and also hit us up over email. Same one, info at thegreatequalizer um, at gmail.com. Yes. No. <laughs> Please feel free. To subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's not such a new thing anymore. But mm -hmm. what? We're on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Whatever your, you know, whatever your poison, um, don't forget to review us. Yes. Subscribe, review, Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook. Find us a loving review. Sorry, Charlene, I'm reading your part. But your support is really important to it's us. It's all relevant. <laughs> so just hit the subscribe button. Pick your poison. Um, you've named all the services. We're yes, on all, most of them. Not the audio ones. Oh, I mean, yes. Apple Pods, Google Pods, Spotify, Stitcher, heck, even, if you can believe it, TikTok. Yes, we're on TikTok, even though we're not as active as we would like to be. We're too busy binge-watching programs and eating cheesecake, and I've just included you in my addiction. <laughs> but the more we need you to go to wherever your poison is, whatever your platform is, like, subscribe, comment, share, whatever love you can give us, we'll appreciate it. The more we're seen, the better this podcast will do and the better we will be for you. Charlene, my friend, aside from, no, in addition to yes, your all of your binges, the amount of cheesecake you've eaten this week and not shared with the greater Joburg, <laughs> <laughs> and all of your TV that you watch, and everything else, you're doing a great job. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. I think you're doing a great job too. I think you're much more of a balanced individual <laughs> than what I am. But thanks for saying that. You'll see how balanced I am when, you're, when I walk the PCT trial. <laughs> I think that's really it for this week. Let me not mention that again. Until next time. Keep, keep your, your mom, mom game, game strong. Shout out to our producers over at Autumn Aperture and our studios, including our editor, Tyler McKenna, and sound engineer, Stephen Krill. Please review our show notes for more on today's topic and expert guest. And for more on The Great Equalizer, our website is always a good idea, www.thegreatequalizer.co.za, along with our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, now YouTube, and TikTok. And of course, if you want to chat with Sam or Charlene directly, email us at info at We would love to hear from you.